I'm Dr. Ben Rall. Do you know where the most amazing doctor lives? You may be surprised to learn that it's actually right inside of you. Yet, today's healthcare model is built on a foundation that the greatest doctor instead comes in the form of pills, potions, lotions, even surgery. So listen in, because what if the majority of what you have been told about health and healing is not only wrong, but actually harmful to you? One thing is for sure, when you work with your body and not against it, you'll begin to discover that you are in fact designed to heal. I want to welcome everybody to another episode of the Design to Heal podcast. I am your average Jeff with Dr. Ben Rawl. How's it going, man? Awesome. We've got a special guest yeah. here with us today. So these are always fun days. We've been having a fun time here before we got taping, just um, bantering and having fun. So we've got uh, actually one of my, now this will be a little backwards because backwards, she's one of my patients. All right. Uh, I probably break a HIPAA rule there, but I, you signed a form, I think, so we could do that. But also, um, but we're bringing her in, not necessarily to talk about her experience in the office, yeah. um, although we take care of her and her family and we love taking care of them and they've got a neat story there. But um, her area of expertise, uh, getting to know what she does and what mm -hmm. she stands for and just having conversations in the office, I was like, man, it would be great to have her come in and share with us. And so today we have with us Amira Amin. And I'm going to read a little bit because, you know, anytime you bring in these fancy schmancy people, you know, they've got these long bios and it's like, what do you, what do you leave out? Cause it's all awesome. But I know our listeners will love it. So I do want to go I'm through just a little bit. Just take a note so I can write my own bio based on hers too. Can yeah. I steal some things? Cops, Amira, is that okay? Yeah. Well, you're <laughs> going to be disqualified after like the first line. Oh, I'm sorry. Wow. It'll be, oh, so, darn it. so she got her master's in applied experimental and Human Factors Psychology from UCF in 2013. She's published works on human behavior in entertainment environments, as well as robot interaction and cr high criti criticality. She'll have to explain that one to us, environments. Um, today, she's a consistently top-rated psychology educator with a passion to innovate and revolutionize the classroom. We'll probably talk a little bit about that. She uses non-traditional techniques, uh, upgrading learning uh, checkpoints. Uh, she'll talk a little bit about that, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Um, and using these methods to empower people. And I've seen that and there's, and it literally goes on and on just neat stuff. Mm. You know, when it's, um, stuff you go like, wow, that just sounds cool. You know, that just sounds like stuff you want to learn. And I've learned, I've listened to her talk about how she interacts with her students. But today, one of the things we're going to focus on is, um, kind of like dopamine and addiction, but maybe addiction differently than people think. Right. Yeah, so totally. Amir, thank you for coming. Welcome to the show. Thanks for braving the traffic, coming in in studio yeah, with absolutely. us, and uh, thank you for your work and being awesome. So tell us a little bit, maybe clean up what I said, because I probably messed <laughs> up a little bit, but just tell us a little bit more about yourself, and um, then we'll dive in. Sure. I mean, the high criticality environments, by the way, so that's when I did work in military research, Okay. Um, and how these you know, military guys who are like all tough and whatever, get really stressed out and... And like when things are exploding around you, you okay. know, and when that stress is present, how that can really affect your decision making. Interesting. Um, so that's kind of the research. Wow. Where I was. That almost makes me want to just dive right in. Right. <laughs> well, because I think about I think anybody listening to this would look at the last couple of years and at some level it fits that cue. Yeah. Right. Not to oversimplify what soldiers and military do in those sure. life and death situations. But all of a sudden, you know, a person and this show isn't about COVID today necessarily, but I'm just thinking about the the person that never thought their life was this life and death. Now they're feeling like if I go outside without a mask, I'm either going to die, right? Or I'm going to kill my neighbor. Yeah. And that, that 
that right there can start to affect their their yeah, decision it making. It paralyzes you. And Interesting. It, it does shut down your ability to make judgment calls or to make long-term decisions. What you're actually doing is making those short-term, short-gain type decisions. So kind of like that paranoia of, oh, do I wear a mask? Well, everyone else is doing it. And the guy on the news told me I got to do it. Seems like I should do it for now. Like they're, they're mm. unable to think, well, what is the implication for me long-term? What is this going to look like for me in the future? And again, it's interesting because I'm thinking here, and again, not even the, what we wanted to talk about today, but yeah. who knows what will happen with the show. But I'm even thinking when they proposed the two-week thing, mm -hmm. right? they'll flatten the curve. Yeah. It's ironic because a lot of people in, in that pressure situation might say, yeah. well, heck, all right, fine, for two weeks, we'll put up with it, Yeah. All right? Even though maybe I think that's insane. Like it's but rational. It makes sense, right? To, maybe. I mean, no, yeah, I'm saying yeah. like to the lay person, yeah. it seems reasonable enough. Like you check in with yourself and you're like, you know what? I could do anything for two weeks. Mm -hmm. I could handle that. It's for the greater good. I don't want to kill grandmas, you know? Right. So like... I could buy into this for two weeks. Of course, Which, you say that, and I'm like, how many New Year's resolutions get broken uh, in like two days? So why is it they can do a mask for two weeks, but they can't go off bonbons for two weeks? Yeah. I don't know, anyway. And you know what? That, there's something special about that two-week period. Mm. Which it's links with addiction. Wasn't an accident, huh? I was Maybe. like, so we can we can come back. Oh, to we that. need to go there. Interesting. Yeah. We need so, to go there. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna and because I, I call everybody Doc, so I'm gonna probably just call you Doc. <laughs> so as a prequalifier, but I do feel that I yeah. little bit can do that. I know you've done your PhD work. You just yeah. didn't finish your whole. Yeah. You know do the dissertation piece of it. So I call all my patients doctor anyway, so you're just <laughs> under that umbrella. But I, I joke I'm a PH minus D. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So one of the areas that you like to talk about and have expertise in is this kind of um, this dopamine or how our body responds to these hits, you know, yeah. if you will, dopamine yeah. hits, and, and we can become addicted to things. And, and so do you just want to take us through, and we've had some other good guests on here that have talked about this, and I was talking... Uh, to you about it saying like, I don't think, and even to you, Jeff, I don't think we can over talk about that. No way. Right? Just no. because of the, it's everywhere every day, um, you know, with whether it's in health, you know, physical health and things that we do to our bodies, whether it's in social media, whether it's in, I mean, really pick your poison, right? So I would love your kind of take. And the thing that's unique about you, I think, Amir, is you are in this space, you're a mom, you yeah. know, you're a wife, you're, um, you're a professor, you work with students and you are kind of the black sheep. And I mean, that's a compliment here on this show, right? Um, you go against the grain. Yeah. Okay. Totally. And so, and that comes with its challenges. Yeah. And then working with students and what you've seen over these last, again, these couple of years, but your whole career, feel free to talk about whatever. Give us your kind of, here's your opportunity to do your thesis. <laughs> Give us your thesis on, um, on where, how you would want us to understand or think about addiction, if you will, dopamine and how we can interact with that. And we can talk about yeah. approaches. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the story really starts back with how our world is becoming a more stressful place. Okay. Right. Um, everything from as little as sitting in traffic to as big as, you know, oh my gosh, worldwide pandemic. Mm -hmm. And there's so many stressors that we're bombarded with constantly and our brain really isn't set up to fire for all of these problems, right? Like, So you would you that, say yeah. that it's because this is your world, yeah. is it more than it was? Like, is that part of the argument? Like, there's more stress than there was 20 years ago. Now, I wouldn't necessarily say there's more than 20 years ago. Okay. I would say we're more salient to it. We can pay attention to it more. It's it's thrown in our faces more. Okay. We talk about it more. Through text, through right. media, through social, yeah. whatever it is. Exactly. Okay. So even in my years of teaching, 
I have seen my students talking about it more and more. It's like okay. the one struggle they all have. Okay. Right? Okay. I just wanted to clarify yeah. just because I, I think sometimes there's arguments made like we've always been stressed, da 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 da. Well, I do agree with you. I think there's yeah. been a material change, yeah. you know, in this last something, right. right? Where it's gotten more in our face, more, you know, more openly. Like I've heard people talk about like, oh man, there's, you know, we've talked even offline, we we're talking about like a porn addiction and right. some of this stuff, right? Like, you know, well, something changed when it became on your phone. Yeah. Right. The yeah. access to that changed significantly when it came from, you know, having to steal a magazine from somebody or something, right? To <laughs> right. everybody, because billions. It's more of, interactive yeah. is really what it is, right? But back, you know, when it was a magazine, it, there's separation, right? Mm. It's like, oh, it's just me and my thoughts and whatever. Mm -hmm. But now you can actually, now there's like right, only right, fans, right. right? Like you interact with the person, you yeah, know, giving, and you, giving you the service. And you have, <laughs> yeah. you know, famous people yeah. on there and you've yeah. got every, it's normalized. And I know we're already getting off track there, but I just. No, so but I mean, but it's important to illustrate how much all of these stressors are in our and access base that you have to them the and how they're promoted and, yeah. and just okay gotcha yeah. okay so it's, 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 it's important to like, yeah it's the emotional yeah. interaction with all of that stuff that's different right like people were there were tragedies happening 20 years ago and yeah. 30 years ago and everything there was you know world events and stuff like that but now the emotional response you know via phone or social media and all that kind of stuff it, it forces you to respond in some way Right. Whether that's anger or what, what anything well yeah. and the propagandaness kind of, of it or the 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 um the how it's become right the headline you know the clickbait yeah. world yeah, I'm saying clickbait. I mean the way it's presented hired to write catching headlines you know headlines and stuff it like is that. designed right. that way it's crazy um like video game designers like that's part of their motivation how can I make this game um so there's a circuitry in the brain called the triumph circuitry for okay. like in layman's terms it's not literally called that okay. but you know, that's that's just what we call it on the street you know <laughs> <laughs> the ogs. And the triumph circuitry plays on like went back when we were hunters and gatherers, right? Okay. When we would hunt, we would hunt in kind of like the safe zone. Okay. But the problem with hunting in the safe zone is that's like the low hanging fruit. It's okay. Like, okay, I got like the basic food, but it's not exciting. And also it's, we're depleting it because that's mm. the only place we're hunting in. So the guys or the ladies who are like brave enough to go to like the forbidden area of the forest or the jungle where they're like, oh my gosh, don't go there. You'll get killed. Fall off the edge right? of the world. <laughs> <laughs> like when those people went and they succeeded, they triumphed over that challenge of going to the danger zone. That sends a lot of reward to the brain and it's celebrated. Okay. Right. Mm. So designers today are trying to patch into that part of the brain. Right. So like in video, like video game designers, like I, how can I make this feel like a triumph, right? That's why you got like these mm, big mm. bosses and like these challenges within the video game, the side quests and whatever, mm -hmm. the more challenging, but not too, like impossible, the more challenging it is, the higher your triumph feeling is. And then you want that more and it's like applauded. And so that, I mean, cause I saw I on your, on your bio, that's mm -hmm. another even area of, of expertise or area that you've looked into, right? Yeah. Is the video, the video world. And you hear yeah. so much that I would tell you, Amir, that even talking with patients, um, I ask them what their hobbies are, you yeah. know, right? And especially younger kids. But I say younger now, even 20s. Yeah. And like, they'll tell me like, I'll say like, What's your, what do you do? What are your hobbies? What do you like to do? And I don't know. I'm just ballparking. I bet half of them tell me video game. Yeah. Like that's their, that's what they do. Right. And um, and that's just kind of like mind blowing to me a little bit. Right. Um, yeah. But now, but the reason I wanted to have you on also is because there's something behind that. I think it's so easy for us, me included, to just get like annoyed by that, right? <laughs> and just be like, oh, come on, right. like, come on, live light, get outside, right. you know, be with somebody, da, 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 da. 
but they wouldn't be doing that if it wasn't working for their biology some way, right? Hitting that triumph uh, spot as you said that. Right. So that triumph though area can happen in anything, right? We're picking on video games right now. Yeah. No, um, but it could be, but that's, that's the whole point, right? So the world is, for lack of a better term, like chaotic. And so people need a way to deal with that chaos and to deal with their internal stress too. Because like I said, you sit in traffic and that's a, that's a hit to you. Right. And then you go into work and then your boss yells at you. mm, That's mm, a hit. Like mm. there's so many hits where you're just down. So in order to cope with all of that down, you look for a coping mechanism. You look for a way that you can kind of put your brain on pause or put, put that stress on like mute. Like you're looking for the mute button Mm. so that you can then be able to focus or to get something done. So you can like make dinner, right? Mm. To Mm. do the basic life functions. And so, um, it's a pick your poison kind of thing, mm-hmm. right? Some people turn to actual substances okay. like, you know, the alcohol, the marijuana, the whatever. Scripts, prescriptions even. Yeah, Prescriptions. Right. Some people turn to the video games. Some okay. people turn to pornography. And then there's, Because they you know, can win there. They can... They can win. Or, but I mean, but it's not even like, for instance, going on social media, going on TikTok, going on Facebook, Instagram, those all count as getting a win, getting relief in some way. But we don't, really realize that we just think it's innocent like oh what mm, mm. what's the big deal I'm i veg just, out for a minute yeah I'm, I'm just looking at youtube relax. like what's going man it's fine but, I mean, even checking you know? email and getting a text on a phone can be that same way yeah. too right when you get that sort of it's that reward it's instant right totally and when you see that notification and that's designed too you ever get like the phantom notification it's like mm. a notification about absolutely nothing right but it's designed that that like hit like hey don't you want to push on mm. me don't you want to relax a little bit? Don't you want to come into this world a little bit? I even noticed because I've been all social now for probably, I think it's going on two years. Yeah. And I get the occasional, I'll get this like an email and they'd be like, hey. We're missing see you. What, <laughs> yeah. Or see what you missed or <laughs> guess what Bob's doing. Yeah. And I'm like, you're so funny. Like, well, I kind of want to know what Bob's doing, but not enough to get back on. But, right. but I mean, the people that, does, and I don't want this to be fully like, you know, we're just beating up the bad guy, although yeah. I think it's worth doing. Um, you know, but it's important for a listener to know that these things are created to addict you. And I've used this maybe metaphor before with a friend of mine that told me that, or I, I saw it somewhere, but like, it's one thing to, to know, because like you said, we, I, I think that's really important. What you said there is we, we think they're innocent, yeah. right? So if somebody said one time, like if I'm eating a steak as an example, and then some, but somebody had put like the drugs in the steak, yeah. right? Or, or. I don't know, acid or something, right? <laughs> so I'm eating it. But all I think I'm doing is eating steak. Yeah. But there was something in there that was not what I knew, and it's going to affect me, Yeah. right? So we might think that this is innocent. Like, hey, I'm just hopping on XYZ, or I'm going to check out for a while. But the reality is, is there can be implications to that 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 you weren't aware of, yeah. that you can find yourself in a situation you never wanted to, yeah. whether it's porn, whether it's gaming, whether it's, you know, you, you were telling me earlier, you start off your class, and I want to talk about your, your <laughs> students a little bit. You, what, what did you tell me before? You, one of the questions you ask them when you first meet them? Is I, it, I just tell them, like, what's something that brings you some joy or yeah. whatever? And, you know, sometimes they're like, yeah, I love drinking coffee. I'm like, oh, so you you're a drug addict. <laughs> they're like, wait, what? <laughs> they're like, no, no, it's coffee. Like, I said coffee. I'm like, yeah, dr- drug, right? Mm. And that really takes them back. And they're like, but it's a normal part of society. And it, it, how can it be a drug? Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, but that's the, that's what we. And again, this show is we, we never like this. This show is not about shaming. This show isn't yeah. about that. It's like, but it is about awareness where you can go, wow, I don't want, I, w- I don't want to identify as an addict. Right. I don't want to. Um, if there are things in my life that are uh, stirring that up, I want to break some of those. Right. So 
And not that this is perfect, maybe segue, but uh, Amira, what is your, what are some common um, ways to start to even look at that? I mean, part of it is just awareness, right? Yeah. But then how do you encourage people to start to, I'm not asking the doctor over the airwaves <laughs> here, right? And, and there's this a broad conversation. Right. But when it comes to just some of those addictions that we might have, Known and unknown, coffee, you know, um, you know, social. Food, it doesn't matter. Food, food, is a big food, one. food. Yeah. That's probably a great one to look yeah. at. Matter of fact, my wife and I are doing a forty-day sugar detox. <laughs> she, <laughs> we, I found out last night, right? You know, and um, what he meant to say is she's doing it, right? Yeah. And Forcing he's been him he's been it, told. Yeah. That so this morning, <laughs> when I woke up, and I'm eating a hard-boiled egg, and I'm like, so. <laughs> Babe, like, what's what? How are we doing this? Because there's a lot of different yeah. ways to look at that, right? I mean, yeah. there's sugar in a carrot, right? So right. we're not talking like that, but it's you know processed sugars and added sugars and some of this stuff. And so we were just joking, and she has got this book she's working through. So we were going through the list, and we were just laughing, like, well, so the answer is we're not going to be eating much, right? <laughs> you know, was was the answer. But so starve, right? But yeah. those are t- there is times where um, it does check yourself, right? Yeah. And so do you just have some baseline, you know, discussions about breaking some of those? those dopamine triggers or how do we, yeah. Part of it is first asking yourself the question, what am I trying to get away from? Mm. Like, so basically putting your life under a microscope, just taking it and it's healthy to do doing like a life audit, audit, you know, like these actions that I'm partaking in, why am I doing it? Is it to escape from something? Is it to avoid something? Because most of the time with any addiction, and again, throwing out that <laughs> word yeah. seems weird to say you're addicted to food, you're addicted to yeah. carbs, you're addicted to sugar, you're addicted to coffee, you're addicted to whatever, right? With any of them, it, usually there's an emotional component behind it. There's that muting thing you're looking for. So what are you trying to mute from your life? And having that real look in, inward to, to be honest with yourself. Um, and it's not easy to do. <laughs> it's just not easy to put yourself under the microscope. Um So then the second question would be like, okay, so what in your life is stagnant? Because if you are putting that mute button on, that means you're not moving forward. Mm. So what part of your life is not moving forward? Are you in a career that you're just not accelerating and you're just hit the ceiling, Mm. right? Are you, as a student, is there something that you, you keep missing exams, right? Or you're not studying enough? Like, what are you not doing enough of like that you actually want? You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm thinking, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm just thinking about like, you know, the classical stuff where you see people. I, I really like that idea of when, you know, when you, when you're muting it, you're, you're also kind of pausing it. And I was just thinking about you know, the classic thing they say with like alcoholics or mm. I think any uh, other addicts and even trauma, Yeah. right? You can get stuck emotionally yeah. in that spot. So like somebody say, I really started drinking heavily when I was 16 now this person's 45 yeah. and they'll say a lot of times you kind of get stuck at that stuck. emotional level yeah. or, you know, again, horrible trauma. Sometimes you'll see that happen. And I was just, as you were saying that, I think that's a good, you know, I, I meet people too, or people I work with or have worked with in the past. And it's like, they, they say they want X, Y, Z doesn't yeah. matter. Right. I want this, but then their life yeah. is not going to allow for that to occur, you know, yeah. outside of winning the lottery or, you know <laughs> what I mean? Or something like that. So but that's a that's a brutal thing to look at sometimes, mm. right? Mm. I had a, a person the other day talking, and she said, "You know, I I realized she did she checked on her phone like usage or something. You know how mm. you can check yeah. that." And she was like embarrassed to, to find out how many hours she's spending on that. And she goes, "Yet I have these dreams I want, yeah, but I'm not doing anything to actually create go after that, right?" Which with you know on examine can really lead to a frustrated. That's painful, painful right? Because it's like 
wow. Because then you that you internalize that. You're like, well, what's wrong with me? Mm. I must be broken. Why Why am I not motivated? Everybody else is motivated. Mm. Why Why can't I get the ball rolling? Why am I stuck? I. It must be me. I just suck as a human being. Mm. But the thing is that there's a physiological brain component to it. And this is where when I share this with my students, they have like that aha. They're like, oh, why did no one tell me this before? Mm. <laughs> like maybe if someone told me this before, I wouldn't have even turned to these unhealthy coping mechanisms. I would have tried to look for a different way to hit the mute button that was adaptive instead of mal- maladaptive. Mm. Right. So we can talk about how that's going in the brain. Yeah, let's let's do that for a minute because I yeah. think I think I, I just even like that idea of adaptive or maladaptive. Right. Like yeah. there's a couple. You know, there's um, you know, I can go out and and, and try to cut you know uh, stress relief you know, by drinking a six pack right. or I can stress relief playing basketball in the driveway. Yeah. Right. Yeah. One of those is a better adaptation than the other. They both might in some way help you lose some stress. Right. Yeah. But one of those is not, you know, um, doing what we probably wished it would be doing. Right. So yeah, if you don't right. mind telling us some of the neurology on that, that might be helpful. Yeah. So basically, so our, <laughs> our brain is wired to avoid pain. It's like our number one our number one thing to do, uh, the brain likes to avoid pain and to improve efficiency. It's not always serving in your best interest. It just wants to do whatever is going to keep you alive tomorrow. And uh, it wants to do it quickly. Okay. So that's like the preface of this to understand those two goals. But if you know that about yourself and yeah. you know that about your kind of hardwiring, yeah. then you can be, you know, prepared to... Right. I mean, that's why I, I, mean, I always share that because that just might help you choose the better option, choosing those adaptive behaviors, knowing that your brain is already wired with kind of like this negative skew Mm. um, because it's trying to help you live one more day, right? So it's better to avoid pain than to seek pleasure, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So uh, unfortunately though, right, it seems rationally like a good idea to seek the pleasure to hit that mute button. Right. It's it seems better to eat that slice of pizza or to um, play video games than it does to like meditate. Meditation okay. is boring. Right? Mm, <laughs> but mm, it, mm. it just is because what is meditation? It's sitting there doing nothing. Which we that's like a swear word in today's culture. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, you say sit there and do nothing. I mean, I've heard so many of the concepts to whether it's um, or not concept, but I just say excuses. Well, when I yeah. meditate, I fall asleep or I don't know what to do or it seems weird right. or I've tried that and it didn't work or that's weird or boring, or, right? Yeah. I mean, and so it's like, well, okay, you know, <laughs> sounds like <laughs> that's a tough start, you know what right. I mean? No, totally. Um, but it's because our brain likes those, like it, it's much more fun for our brain to, you know, do the sexy things, mm-hmm. right? Like the food and even sex actually. Yeah. Add that to the list. Like all those things seem like more fun to the rational part of the brain, okay. not the survival part of the brain, but the rational part of the brain is like, yeah, it makes more sense to have fun. Right now. Right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what happens is you then seek out those fun, pleasurable things. And when you do, um, what happens in your brain is there's a part of your brain called the nucleus accumbens. Okay. And this part of your brain is um, where dopamine kind of rushes up. So dopamine, well, some people have called it like the pleasure neurotransmitter, but that's actually not entirely true. It's really the motivational or like reward seeking type behavior neurotransmitter. So by increasing the like motivational aspects in that region of the brain, what it's doing is 
telling the emotional part of your brain, hey, you should pay attention to this thing that we're doing right now. Um, it, it seems like we can derive pleasure from it. What do you think amygdala, which is mm. the emotional mm. kind of center of the brain, and the amygdala is like, yeah, you know what? I think this looks good. Let's store that as an emotional positive memory. Mm. Now, the amygdala is like tied to the hip with this part of the brain called the hippocampus. They're like best friends forever. <laughs> so anything the amygdala does, the hippocampus wants some action. And so when the amygdala is like, hey, this is awesome. I love this. The hippocampus is like, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> and the job of the hippocampus is to scribe it down. It's going to write everything mm. about that moment. Why? Because your brain likes efficiency. So if it's writing down the memory of what you're doing, how you're doing it, where you are, where, who you're with, it can do that thing again faster next time. Mm. Right? So like uh, you, you know, played a video game and it was fun. Um, your amygdala is like, this is great. So then your hippocampus is like, hey, yeah, let's remember we were playing Diablo 3 mm. at, you know, 5 p.m. and I'm in my office. and mm. <laughs> So it's, again, making those plans to do that again. Mm. Now, as that dopamine, so there's three phases to it. Like the first time you do that and the dopamine's kind of rising, what happens is you're creating this like motivational pleasure train in your head to... Um, focus on that thing, visit that thing, and you derive joy from that thing, right? So that's phase one. And it could joy. really be um, anything. Yeah, it's anything. Right? So this, I mean, right now, surely there's some things that just come to mind and there's some things that are more, um, seem more easily to be, get reinforced this way, yeah. right? But we all know people, I think, that are, um, quote, addicted to exercise yeah. or addicted to Good things, even you know, work, right? right? Work or yeah, or or even like um, serving. I see. I take yeah. care of some people. They're just constant givers, right? Yeah. You know, and yeah. to to their own demise. Sometimes just me physically or whatever, right? Yeah. Moms do this a lot, right? right? You'll see that, right? You know, yeah. where they just give so much of themselves. But ironically, as I'm listening to you, I'm just thinking it's it's helping me to understand, like as crazy uh, air quotes as it may seem to be witnessing that, right? You hear the stories of the person that plays video games till five in the morning or something. You go. My goodness, how could you do that, right? Yeah. Be, but to them, it's 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 a it, it's making very much logical sense to right. them, right? At and least in that moment, feeling right? good. Yeah. It's been reinforced. They've decided this was a good decision, and they're getting you know the little cheering section in their brain is saying like, "Way to go, yeah, ooh, yeah. Like, keep it up. This is great." And yeah. you even passed a level. And by the way, the creators of that phone or that porn or that cheeseburger, you know, whatever, right. some of those have they're trying to hit those oh, yeah. parts of your brain. I know the food industries does a lot of this with synthetic chemicals that light up parts of your, mm -hmm. you know, right tongue and yeah. your brain. And it's the classic. There's a whole psychology of that too. The, yeah. the That's why Oreos, right? Mm. Why? Because it's something soft with something crunchy, mm. right? So mixing of texture is this part is of that too. Right? It's like, oh yeah, it's more fun because it's interesting now. You know, oatmeal, boring. Because yeah. oatmeal is just one texture. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you're not going to go out of your way to eat oatmeal. But yeah, if someone hands you an Oreo, you're like, Psh. Well, yeah. you know, and, and it even gives you this idea of this, this idea of like a gateway drug or, or yeah. right where you start with, a, you know, a, whatever. It's a smoking a cigarette, then it's smoking a joint, then it, you know, right? Because we just want that next thing, right. right? That seems to be new, interesting, a little more fun. Mix it up a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, so, but okay, so I'm tracking, and I, that was part one. Right. I'm, I'm tracking with you. Um, so then what's the second part? So then phase two, when you've been 
using that mechanism, that coping mechanism over time. So this usually okay. happens three weeks, month, like a few months. It just kind of depends on how often you're using that thing or turning to that thing. So there's variability with how long phase two will occur in. But once you're in phase two, you, you know you're in phase two when um, the positive the positive, like the positive effect has kind of waned. It's like worn off. Okay. Right. But the stress relief is still there. Okay. It's just not enjoyable mm. as much. Like, so you're, let's say we're using that game example. Like at first it was like, whoa, and it was fascinating. It's like, this is cool. And you want to get all the loot and, you know, go, go to the next level. But then in phase two, you're just kind of like, yeah, it's fine. Mm. Or it's interesting enough, I guess. But at least I still feel my stress relief. So it's, still I'm still motivated to turn to it because it's doing its job of hitting that mute button but I'm not really enjoying it like the good old days okay right it's not giving me that that hit so but hence right and we're, I know we're picking on games right now but yeah. only because I I have a son that we don't have the typical video games but there's a few games like on the phone that yeah. basketball but I've noticed like um, it just happened to last week or something he something happened where he could buy something and then he could get this player that he likes Right. Yeah. It was like for X amount. I don't remember the details of it. Right. Then he got his favorite player. Yeah. And, you know, the, the dad slash knowing some of this you're talking about, I'm like, oh, <laughs> sons of guns. Right. How do they how does that work? Right. And for, you know, five dollars or whatever, right. you can get your favorite player. And I'm like, part of you, you know, you're wait, like, wait, wait, good wait, job. But, you know, but it it's works. an upsell. And how is that any different from however many years of decades of sales? That's, yeah. what, that's what happens mm -hmm. in good sales presentations. Too. Well, and we I mean, think we're so going like, to take we're susceptible us, to it. We're going to take us back to that stage one a little bit, right? It's right. going to be like, oh, now it's even. There's right. my, now I got my. But you're prolonging guy. it. See, that's kind of mm -hmm. the. I don't want to call it evil. Well, for yeah. lack of better words, I'll call I it evil. I can call it evil. You don't have to. <laughs> I'm, I'm, like, I'm happy to evil. do that. That's it's designed for that, right? To bring you back to phase one, so that you're really prolonging that addiction factor. That later, by the way. So right now we're talking about psychological addictions. Later, when we get to phase three, kind of turn into a biological addiction. Well, it, it, it makes me think, what's yeah. the old song, right? If loving you is bad, I, I, or what is, how does it go, right? If loving you is wrong, I don't want to be right. Like <laughs> Something like that. I'm totally beating that up. But it's like yeah. part of this, your, your physiology is saying, how can this be bad? Yeah. I feel so good. Yeah. Right? How can I'm so excited to have that food tonight or to, it doesn't matter, right? Pick your thing. And, and I mean, I remember a, a friend or a person that had struggled with, with porn and he would just tell me some of the scenarios that it's very ominous. He was looking for help yeah. and he would tell me some of his scenarios he would participate in and what lengths he went to, to do that, right? Yeah. From breaks at work to, you know, different, I'm like, wow, I didn't even think about like, that would be how you would go about that. Right. Yeah. And, and so as he was sharing that, you just realized, um, you know, as I'm, as I'm listening to you, just like the body's like, but how is this bad? I'm having fun. Right. It feels good. Right. I'm less stressed. Yeah. You know, and so, okay, so if that's phase two, what is phase three? So phase three is what's called dopamine exhaustion. Okay. So there, you can only do this for so long until your brain, <laughs> for the sake of homeostasis. So your brain likes things to be at, you know, to be in harmony or to be in balance. And by... Going out of your way to do something, you're putting in your brain in a state of unbalance. So let's say, just arbitrarily here, um, let's say your your brain is set up for having 100 units of dopamine a day. I okay. mean, I'm just yeah. kind of making this up, <laughs> just for the right. sake of the, for understanding. For easy math. Right. So if you're supposed to, you know, have 100 hits of dopamine a day, 
but you're playing this video game and the video game represents 80 hits of dopamine. Okay. Well, then there's only 20 pieces left and your brain's like, wait, but we still have the rest of the day. I'm not going to be able to meet this threshold. Or, or, or Sorry, I'm going to meet this threshold very quickly and then I'm basically done for the rest of the day. Or I risk, what if you keep hitting that video game button and you do another 80 units? Now I risk going over that 100 point threshold. And actually that's dangerous because too much of a good thing is a bad thing. Too much dopamine actually can lead to psychosis. You will have a break from reality. This is where you start having paranoia or you start becoming delusional or, you know. Interesting. You become basically pre-schizophrenic, <laughs> for, for lack of better words. Okay, so I want to sit on that for a second because yeah. I, I had a conversation even with a friend of mine earlier today. And we were, we have a, a mutual person that was really struggling. And, and, and he's a person that I probably agree with about a lot of these things in life. But um, he's gone so far down the metaphorical rabbit hole, yeah. right? Even though it's feeding him, right? Yeah. And it's... You feel like you're learning stuff and there's all these bright stuff yeah. you explore. And we actually had this conversation not knowing we were going to talk about this today. And I said, man, I, I could I could see how I could get there. I have to have breaks. Yeah. That's why I'm so thankful for my family and for having kids. You know, like right. it forces you sometimes out of that. Yeah. Right. To just be like, whoa, dude, I can't. I can't do that. Right. We're not designed. Yeah. Right. We're designed to heal the podcast. We're not designed for that. And when you do that, and I'm thankful you're bringing this up. It tips over such a critical point. It tips over from just, ah, uh, you know, stuff I'm thinking about yeah. to like a boom, a full-blown physical yeah. manifestation, yeah. i.e. even into ill mental, you know, ill yeah. health kind of yeah. a thing, which I think of, I was even thinking, you know, there's people that like for a minute, they might have good health choices, about, you know, they're eating better, they're exercising, but then all of a sudden that becomes like a neurosis for them, mm-hmm. right? They become anorexic or bulimic, oh, right? Or they right. all they do is work out twenty hours a day, or yeah. they think they're fat still, and they're you know, or whatever. <laughs> it's like that's not right, right? right? Something's happened where we've gone beyond, you know, balance or, or harmony. Right. There's a, there's we're not in lo- in uh, reality anymore. Yeah, and your brain demands that harmony. So what it's going to do is adjust itself. Okay. And so if let's we were using you know the video yeah. game as that eighty hits. Yeah. What it's going to do is start your day at negative 80 to kind of anticipate that, right? So now you're starting at a lower threshold than you normally would. Interesting. And remember that dopamine um, helps you to feel motivated to do things. Mm. And it's no wonder people feel stuck and like they can't move. Well, their threshold for movement is now so low. Literally. Literally. It's changed. They have physiologically changed the structure. So this of is their brain. okay. So, Doctor Amira, right? <laughs> it's got a nice ring to it. So I'm just sitting here thinking because you we were talking earlier about when you meet your students and they were like, you know, like, are you always this, you know, like <laughs> like this, right? You're always. Are you on something? Yeah. You know, and, and I'm just thinking. I know, and we try to avoid this on this show. We don't always want to beat up the younger generation, yeah. all that kind of stuff. But to, to that point, just to play that out for a second. You know, if I've been raised in an environment where I've, you know, I'm, I'm thankful I'm 43. I just, we just didn't have phones. Yeah. Just one thing, right? Then Atari was in that era a little bit. Nintendo came in. But, man, Nintendo compared to, like, riding bikes and playing hoops for my friends <laughs> at the time just didn't cut it. I yeah. was just more interested in doing that. So I didn't have some of those, um, those, those weren't, they weren't after me. Yeah. Right? It just, it was, wasn't a thing. So yeah. I feel for our generation that if I had been raised with those dopamine hits, let's just say for 10, 15, 20 years, now I'm in college or something, something, my job, my relationship. Yeah. 
and I'm and I'm I've worn out those dopamine receptors, whatever the best you know yeah. technical way of describing that is. I'm gonna find myself less motivated. Mm-hmm. I don't really care. Yeah. Apathetic. Yeah. Right. Just go with it. You know, I know I talk to a lot of employers. They find out that there's. They said it's rare to find people that want to work forty hours. They yeah. don't even want a full time job. They don't. They they don't well, want to do too it. much. It's too much. And <laughs> so I'm wondering. Yeah. I'm just thinking out loud. You know, if, if, if you've been raised in this generation of, you know, the, we tease, you know, the Facebook and the video games and the burned out and everything that you've seen, eventually you're physiologically, you're, you're just, you're done. You're done. So the normal things don't please you anymore. You're just, you know, like it used to be hanging out with your friends was a great time. Now hanging out with your friends is too much work mm. or it's just not fun. It's just like, yeah, I guess I could, but what's the point? I don't. Okay. Wow. You know? Yeah. I can just lay here and text him. Yeah. And have TV on in the background and eat, you know, some food. And even that's it's make- funny. It's like your rational brain could say, no, but it, we need social connection. Right? Mm. But you're now disconnected from that rational part of your brain because now everything you do is emotionally driven. Mm. It's taken over. Right. Okay. So because we try to be hopeful on this show, <laughs> right? So what do you do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I know it's not that simple. As yeah. Part of, you know, we talk about in my world sometimes, you know, the cause is the cure, right? Yeah. So some of this is just understanding what's driving this and stopping it, right? Yeah. And I know that sounds like an oversimplification, but I know that even one of our past guests, Anna Lemke, talks about that. Like, you've got to stop that system. Like, there is some reality to this. Yeah. You've got to stick a stick, you know, in the, in the spokes. Like, you've got to find yeah. some ways to restrict this for your body to begin the process of detoxing of course, or, or healing. Yeah. Um, so do you have, and, and not never that it's this simple, yeah. right? Because yeah. there's big issues here and some stuff, stuff. Yeah. But how do you begin to help a person with some of these things? Yeah. I mean, well, hopefully it goes without saying if it's an actual substance like an alcohol or, you know, a coffee or whatever it is, you need to work with someone professional in that because you cannot literally die like if you try to cut alcohol cold turkey you can go into seizures sure. and, and die All right so that's number one if no it's but i'm gonna interrupt substance. i'm gonna interrupt you though yeah not interrupt you but here's but because just the tone of this conversation don't let that be though an excuse that says i can't yeah no right? no, no you just need to know the you need to get the right person to help you. Right. That's all it is. Yeah. So sometimes right. people, and knowing that the other side is, is freedom, right? Yeah. The other side is, is victory. Cause right. um, I have somebody that's working really hard right now, getting off of their antidepressants. Right. And yeah. they've got a team, actually they got a team of people all over the United States right now that's helping them. Cause yeah. been on them for a long time and it's pretty scary. And they put them on a bunch of that. Right. Yeah. And sure. He wishes he could go back 10 years ago when this started. Right. right. And they said, Oh, just take this. It'll get you over the hump. <laughs> right. right. And now he's on, you know, X amount of medications. Yeah. Right. But, but, so it does take you have to have and this is the this is the rub right. you have to have a desire m- moment or a, a motivation <laughs> right. to do it and yeah. that's what already is part of the problem because like, you've I depleted don't, it I can't move right so that, you know if it's an actual like right. physiologically dependent addiction you need to work with someone professional to help you um, and having community community is everything it really is um, so having that community, that intervention, the people who love you, who can support you through that is pivotal for both types of addictions, the physiological and the psychological. Okay. But focusing on that, those like psychological addictions, like the pornographies or the video games or the scrolling through Facebook or whatever, um, you actually, <laughs> you just need to stop. I know it's yeah. easier said than done, <laughs> that it kind of feels like a, you know, yeah, it's annoying to say that, but um so there's light at the end of the tunnel knowing maybe knowing how it works right so what you need is specifically a two-week 
detox. Well, and I've heard too, uh, Amira, that, yeah. and to interject to this too, people, we do this sometimes. I'm just yeah. going to, uh, now I want to be specific here. Yeah. Um, talk, we're talking here about like um, these, uh, however you said, emotional ones or what's this right, one? The psychological, the psychological ones, yeah. right? Gaming and stuff like that. Not, yeah. not the drugs and stuff. Right, like that. right, right. These ones, I know that a past guest has talked about too, like there's really no such thing as tapering yeah. in that model. Yeah. It doesn't generally work. No. Right. So you, this is like a cold it's turkey. A cold turkey. You got to find somebody, you know, change your code on your phone. Yeah. You know, right. Delete the apps. Delete the apps. Know, yeah. Takes, get rid of your machine, yeah. you know, that you, whatever it is. Like, make it hard. Make so it hard. Your brain likes easy and fun. So you got to make it hard and boring. Mm. Right. So it's a lot harder to watch Netflix. People are addicted to that. It's a lot harder to watch it if you're logged off. If your TV's in your closet and unplugged. And you don't have a subscription. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. right. Or, or yeah, unsubscribe. Yeah. It's a lot harder to do that, right? Because now you physically have to like go find your TV and then plug it in. Yeah. Like, and you can make it as difficult as possible. Maybe put a lockbox on your closet, we've done like that whatever in, it is. In our house, we've yeah. done that. Like if we're going to go tech free for a while, we'll literally unplug the TV, put it yeah. in the closet. And then it gets just like, oh, well, right. you know. Why well, go through that? It's yeah. like a hassle, right? Yeah. Your brain doesn't like hard things. It likes easy. So use that to your benefit, meaning use make it, it hard. Yeah. You know, we say that sometimes even if we're trying to clean up the diet at the house, it's like, well, yeah. I'm, I don't want ice cream enough to like get in my car and drive yeah. to get it right now. Yeah. If it's in the freezer, that's a different story. Yeah. Right. So, okay. That's, that's make gonna... it hard, but know that it's going to take at, at least two weeks. Okay. Um, most people are good with two weeks. Some people, cause you know, individual, flatten diff- the curve, individual Come differences. <laughs> I know. So some people might take up to like a month and a half. Okay. So everybody's going to be a little different, but for most people, the two weeks is the sweet spot. So knowing that up front, like, okay, for the next two weeks, this is going to suck. And you mm. need to know that. Why? Because your threshold for mm. dopamine is so low, everything sucks. Mm. So if you're not hitting it, if you're not getting that hit because your brain is expecting the hit, you're, you're just going to be bored. You're mm. like, oh, man. Bored, maybe. Yeah, maybe yeah. even, yeah, nerd, irritable, right. frustrated, like, Dude, stupid. Yeah, like, this yeah. Is, yeah, and you might lash out at people or be, you know, yeah. warn people. <laughs> be like, by the way, I'm doing this. Sorry in advance if I say something. Mm-hmm. I don't actually mean it. I'm just withdrawing in a way okay um and healing and healing so know that those are all part of the process how did then do you you need to have plans in place because if you're so bored and if you have mm. this mechanism in your head that's trying to motivate you to do that thing that was good right like right. do that thing, just go to that thing like human why are you being so annoying you've been doing this for like months just do it again right mm. so in order to avoid that you're gonna need to plan the ish out of your life have every minute planned out in advance. Know what you're going to eat. Know what you're going to do. Know where you're going to go. So you don't even give your brain that moment to try to mm. talk you out of it and try yeah. to like hit that easy button. Interesting. I think about like AA. Yeah. Classic example, right? I mean, I know parts of it. I've never participated in it, but I know a lot of people that have. And, yeah. you know, some of it is is so the consistency where every day they have a meeting, yeah. right? And a lot of times those meetings are long. Yeah. It's not like a check-in, right? And they've got they got new culture there, a culture of fellow people that are not, you know, addicted, right? Not using, yeah. right? And right. things like that. And I think it's, I'm just thinking about, you know, how how easy it is to slip back into that when our, we're surrounding ourselves. With people. Or like you said, I mean, what's the old saying, you know? Uh, you know, boredom leads to, that's not it, but you know, like when we're, we're, we're bored, we'll, we'll do something stupid, right? Yeah. We'll generally make some bad decisions as well. I have a, a somebody that's uh, struggled with addiction and, and when he gets cleaned up, he really gets into exercise, yeah. right? As an example, right? Yeah. Trying to find something, yeah, plan out your day because yeah. gosh, man, idle time is you whatever what? that saying is. On that note though, 
the yeah. friend who went on the exercise, you gotta also be careful at the whack-a-mole situation mm. where okay, you've you know, you're currently hit the the mole on let's say scrolling through social media because you locked it away, but there could be something else that pops up like exercise or coffee or whatever it is because your brain's like trying to be like, okay, I need this dope. To your, to your point, <laughs> so. Amira, I used to tease, I've had some family members struggle with addiction and over the years and they would get clean, mm-hmm. but oftentimes they, you know, sure they'd quit drugs, but then they were smoking like a banshee and on prescriptions. Yeah. 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 Right. Replacing so, one with the other. Yeah. So yeah. that, I, that is a good reminder yeah. um, to people, but so, and now as we're kind of, you know, winding down the show, yeah. we'll have to have you back because there's just so much to talk about here. Um, when you get to that point, right, you've mm-hmm. made it through that, maybe the two, three weeks and, and, uh, or however long you've got a support team. I, I think you alluded to this earlier and, and I don't, I just want to maybe land here. And, and yeah. as people are doing, you talked about being introspective, right? Yeah. Like there's a lot of times, I think for all of us, I'll say for me, right. There's yeah. these, you know, th- there's something behind it often. Oh yeah. Right. And that oh, feelings kind of come up in those two weeks for sure. A wound, yeah. uh, a thing that comes to mind, a trauma, you know, which is so being prepared for that. Sometimes I work with patients, even adjustments, bring emotions to yeah. the table. Right. Um, and so I, I just, not even as a warning, I think it's a beautiful thing because that's likely going to be a key yeah. for you to have in a long-term breakthrough, right? Long-term mm-hmm. healing, right? That's Not playing whack-a-mole. The, that's where you have remission, right? It's gone. Mm-hmm. When you actually deal with the root of it all, the root of it all was that negative emotion that you were trying to avoid in the first place. You were trying to hit the mute button on it. It's time to listen. It's time to accept. It's time. To, and acceptance is scary because acceptance means, well, what if I'm like this forever? Okay, mm. what if you are? Mm. Okay. Mm. Right? And that's kind of, it's kind of like a double-edged, not a double-edged sword, but it's kind of like you have to accept the thing to then get past the thing. But people are scared of that because they're like, well, if I accept it, well, I can't accept it. Like if I'm a procrastinator, mm. how can I accept being a procrastinator? Mm. I can't get anything done in my life if I'm like this. Like it's not acceptable. Well, it's the old serenity yeah. prayer being number on the AA thing, right? To, you know, you know, accept the things that yeah. I cannot change, right? right. And the, and the things I can change right. and know the difference, right? right. To, to your point. No, right? exactly. And uh, I just beat up all things uh, AA here today. But, um, <laughs> and so thank you, Amira, for yeah, getting absolutely. coming on the show today and teaching us some of this. And if you are struggling and you are listening to this and you're, you're just, you know, there's, this stirs some stuff up. That's why we do this, right? And that's why we have this show. But there's always hope, right? No matter how bad the addiction is. And if you're listening, this is you're a parent, you know, right? And we're watching our kiddos and, you know, because a lot of these things do develop in our younger years, right? Or they're they're seated there, maybe, mm-hmm. right? And we go, man, I a lot of times I talk to people about like the porn addictions that started when they were 10 or 11 and something they saw on the internet, right? Uh, I know we've been talking about the metaphorical mute button today, but um, there are some things that it's just a benefit to get out of your life, right? Yeah. Like there's no benefit to smoking, right? There's no benefit to you know, the, the mainstream media lying to you all day long, right? So sometimes when we take an audit of our life and we just realize, you know what, I got to get that stuff out of here. It's not serving me for any of the goals that I have. Right. It's actually only causing me stress, which is leading me to more, you know, coping mechanisms, which end me in a place I didn't want to be. But knowing that my body's going to kind of want to go there because that's yeah. how we're wired. And now we can kind of not hijack the system, right? But, right. but get in there before. Awareness. Yeah, yeah awareness before we're in a, on a runaway train. So thank you so much for coming. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Talk to Thanks you soon. All right, awesome. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to support the show, give us a five-star review and share it with your tribe. To learn more about Dr. Ben's work, visit AchieveWellness.clinic.